1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. It's a new Sunday, a new year, and some new information that Ray Lance is going to share with all of us on Money Wise. Good morning, everyone. Nice to have you here, Ray. Always a pleasure. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for listening to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday morning by your money guys. And good morning, Peter Lance. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, USA Wealth Group. Love that company. So let me start by asking a simple question. What's the most important job that we all have? It's to protect your family, isn't it? Sure. So we're going to talk about some things today that will help you protect your family. And paraphrasing a little bit from our patriots, which have the uh, phrase which I love, do your job. I'm going to say it's your job to protect your family. But it's our job at USA Wealth Group to show you some things that you can do that will help you protect your family. And that's what we're all about. We are located at USA Wealth Group, 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. You can reach us on the telephone at 508-998-8858. And the most important message I always like to give is that there's always something you can do There's always something more you can do to protect your family, and why wouldn't you? Don't you think that's important, Pete? Yep, absolutely. It's a message that we have tried to spread for a long time. There's always something you can do, and the sooner that you do it, the better off you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's begin. Today we're going to be talking about income tax preparation tips because it's that time of year again when we have to think about filing income tax returns. And I'm going to take one little thing out of sequence, but we're going to talk about it in a minute. Uh, I know there are many, many people, because I've met many of them, who happen to have bank accounts in Portugal or in the Azores or in Madeira Mm -hmm. in the Azores. And they think that it's wonderful to have a bank account there. I bet you don't know that you're required to report that information on your federal income tax return. If you don't, you're committing a crime. So give some serious thought to listening to some of these tips we're going to give you today. But the United States government, the Internal Revenue Code, does require that if you have a foreign bank account, you're required to report it on your income tax. Did you know that, Pete? I did know that. Good. Do you have any special tax quotes for us or anything this morning? I'm surprised we're not starting off the show with any quotes. Well, you know. (laughs) um, Now that you mention. Now that you mention it. I'm not sure that I do. (laughs) I'm looking around, and I don't see your normal highlighted list of quotes, so we'll have to work on that. So, folks, you get a quote-free show today. No, because we could say, a fool and his money are soon parted. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Or we could say, a stitch in time saves nine. You know what's funny is... uh, the marketing director at USA Wealth Group, her name is Deb, uh, we're producing a quarterly newsletter. And on the top left-hand corner of the first of three pages of the quarterly newsletter is Ray's quote of the quarter. And so that's something that we're going to have every single quarter to send out to all of our clients and people on our mailing list. Well, that's good to know, Pete. I'm glad to hear and that. And if you want to be on our mailing list, it's going to have useful information and it'll have Ray's quote of the quarter on there. You can... Have us uh, send one to you. We'll just need your mailing address or your email address. 
No, I think I'll just <laughs> stamp it on my forehead for the month. How's that? Well, let's talk about income tax preparation because there are so many things that we can all do, each and every one of us, that will save money. Remember, it's your obligation to file an income tax return. We all have that obligation if you make over a certain amount of money. But it's not your obligation to pay a penny more in income taxes than legally you're required to do. Well, between now and April 15th is either a wonderful time of the year for you or it's a stressful time of the year for you. But, you know, as usual, we always say there's something that you can do. Uh, So now we're talking tax season. Well, in tax season this year is actually April 18. I learned something in preparing for this show. I always thought that if April 15th fell on a Saturday, you had until the following Monday. But that's not what determines when your income tax return is due. It's based upon what the tax requirement filing date is for the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. Really? Hmm. And um, I, that's just something I learned recently. I'll try to find mm-hmm. out exactly the reason why. I didn't know that either. And aren't the uh, post offices supposed to stay open later on, on that filing day as well? I think they stay open until midnight that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and there are people who run in at the last minute to uh, have their tax returns stamped. So the filing deadline to submit a 2016 tax return is Tuesday, April 18th rather than the traditional April 15th day. So in 2017, although April 15th falls on a Saturday, we would normally think about filing on the following Monday, which would be the 17th. But it's a legal holiday in the District of Columbia called Emancipation Day, and it's going to be observed on that Monday. So that pushes the actual tax filing date to Tuesday, April 18th. This is fascinating. As somebody who does a morning show, I was unaware of this. That's trivia. See, I always thought it was Patriot's Day because it's around the same time we have Patriot's Day in Massachusetts. Oh, that's right, yeah. But it's actually tied into what date is Emancipation Day fall on in the District of Columbia. So under the tax law, legal holidays in the Hmm. District of Columbia affect the filing deadline across the entire nation. Fascinating. It's more of an attempt for the politicians in Washington to control what we do. And yet another reason for our listeners to tune into Money Wise Radio for information like this. Don't don't fall off the edge of your seat, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Albert Einstein thought that the Internal Revenue Code was the most difficult thing he had ever seen? This is true. True story. I'm not surprised. I've seen I've seen the books. <laughs> I think you need a 1099 IQ to figure it out. <laughs> Yes, you do. And I just got uh, – about once a year I get my new tax book, and every year it gets thicker and thicker and thicker. So you need somebody to give you some guidance. That's one of the things that we can help you do at USA Wealth Group. I know a lot of people will work with their own CPA firm, which is great. We recommend that, obviously. And many people work with you know, firms such as H&R Block or Liberty Tax. Give a couple of plugs here on the yeah. on the airwaves. Um but most people like to file as early as they can. Well, that's what I was saying earlier is that this time of year is either a wonderful time for you because you're expecting to get a return and you can get caught up with some bills or maybe 
uh, treat yourself and your family to a, a little vacation or something that you've been looking forward to, but it's also a stressful time of year for you know those who might be self-employed or who uh, think or know that they will owe taxes. But there's some funny things that are happening this year as well, and unfortunately it's going to impact people who have less income, uh, which is the earned income uh, credit. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, this is another reason to make sure you get good advice in preparing your income. If you don't make a lot of money, and I know that's true of a lot of people listening to the radio show today, but you have enough income that you have to file a tax return, you might be entitled to something called the earned income credit, which actually gives you money back. It's a way of helping people who need to have some money back. Do you know that something like 20 to 25 percent of the people who are eligible to get the earned income credit and get some money back don't even apply for it on their tax returns? They don't even know about it. That's the reason. And and what what kind of advice can you give folks uh, at USA Wealth Group? Well, most importantly, uh, when you're thinking about your tax return, even if you've already done it yourself, if you're going to do it yourself, number one, get a proper preparation uh, course. Go to Staples, go to Office Max, buy it online, and get yourself a TurboTax or something like that because that will take you through all the prompts and ask you what your income is. And then it'll pop up a box and say, have you checked off whether you're eligible for the earned income credit? So if you want to embed one thing in your mind today, especially if your income is lower, uh, remember the words earned income credit. But this year, beginning in 2017, there's a new law coming into effect that's going to require the IRS to hold up tax returns that are claiming the earned income uh, tax credit or if you're claiming the additional child tax credit. And they're going to hold up refunds until at least the middle of February. Mm-hmm. So even if you're filing early thinking that you're going to be getting your money sooner, don't spend it until you get it because they're going to hold it up a little bit. And partly that has to do with protecting Americans. I mean, there's these wonderful names they have. There's something called the PATH, P-A-T-H Act, Protecting Americans from Tax Hikes. They always give these really screwball names to things when really they're just trying to take more money away from you. But the PATH Act is an act that's intended to try to protect people from tax fraud. Well, that's the whole thing. And so in order to do that, they're going to pay closer attention to all those people who are applying for the child additional child tax credit or the earned income tax credit. So on the one hand, it's a good thing for you to be able to get back some additional money. On the other hand, a lot of the tax fraud that has been committed in the past has been because somebody who's gotten a hold of your Social Security number, Mm -hmm. they're filing a tax return for you, they're claiming the tax credits that you would ordinarily be entitled to, and they're collecting the money. And when you send in your income, uh, they say, oh, I'm sorry, Ray Lance, you already collected yours. That's right. And, folks, this is a huge problem. We talked about it on the morning show, Ray. I'm glad you're touching on yep. this. And full disclosure, we are not, um, you know, CPAs or tax preparers at all. No, we don't prepare tax returns. Uh, we can certainly assist in giving some advice. Uh, and my father, as I've mentioned before, is a, a tax whiz and he loves really finds it a hobby 
um, finding out information about tax law and, and new tax changes. Um, but I certainly recommend, unless you have a very, very basic tax return, um, finding an accountant, and we can certainly refer one, recommend one. Uh, my wife and I use one. Of course, ours are a little bit complicated because she works in Rhode Island, and uh, we do have three children, and uh, there's other things that we have to take into account. But I, I really enjoy our tax preparer because he goes into such great detail as to what we can deduct um, and and finds you know all these little tips and tricks that help us out. Well, this is the busy season for tax preparers, so... Uh, when you go to get your taxes done by somebody, make sure you're as prepared as possible. Bring all of your receipts. So one last comment on this earned income earned income tax credit and the additional child tax credit. If you're entitled to benefit from those, which is going to give you more money, the IRS has said the refunds won't begin until February 15th, but they say that most likely it's not going to reach your bank account or your debit card until the week of February 27th. So it is important to uh, still apply early if you want to get those credits and apply. Well, here's another refunds. here's another reason for wanting to apply early, especially if you are expecting a refund. You were just talking about somebody using uh, your social security number to qualify for a, uh, a child credit, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reading here as part of the uh, preparation that you had done that one of the fastest growing ID crimes in the country right now is involving, you know, tax fraud for, by somebody else using your social security number to claim a dependent on their tax return. Oh. Yeah, it's a serious issue. Um, the good news, I guess, is that uh, tax fraud and identity theft of people's tax refunds has slowed down a little bit, but there's still a couple of million people every year that get hit. And you only find out once you go to actually file your own taxes and realize that somebody else has already claimed your child, your dependent. And if that ever happens to you, by the way, um, the recommendation is give us a call because we can tell you exactly what to do if you've been hit by identity theft where somebody has claimed your refund. That's good to know. Uh, The IRS can tell you that. The online account for IRS, which is irs.gov, can tell you that. Mm -hmm. Um, But we can also, and we can give you the publication, the printout, and help you speed it up, you will eventually get your refund back, but it can take as long as a year. Wow. So it's a serious problem for people who are counting on their refunds. We should do an entire show at some point on identity theft and cybersecurity and all of that because uh, it's a serious, serious thing. And I hear people all the time uh, you know, on my Facebook account who get some sort of identity theft, but the more serious cases can really impact your life for a very long time, not just your credit, but they can drain your bank accounts and, and really cause havoc in your life for a long time. And I just heard on the radio maybe a week or two ago that about uh, 60% of all small businesses who have uh, uh, some type of identity theft or some type of cybersecurity threat to them never recover and actually go out of business. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, ID theft and and, uh, security fraud is really serious. We have a lot more information on that we'll share perhaps on a later show. I want to give just a couple more tips for um, taxpayers. So, ladies and gentlemen, pay close attention to this, and I'm going to ask you to get a piece of paper and have a pen or a pencil, and I want you to write this down. I really want you to take action on this. 
Um, what if you want to get your tax return done, but you don't have the extra money to even go to one of the commercial tax preparers? This is directly from the IRS information. Uh, the IRS has a number of ways that you can get help preparing and filing your tax return for free. Mm. So if you have a computer, write down irs.gov, G-O-V, irs.gov. If you're eligible, um, the, uh, there are a number of community volunteers who will be able to help you do your tax return mm-hmm. for free. And irs.gov will help direct you to one of those volunteers. So you go onto irs.gov, then you click on the filing tab for more information. If you forget that, give us a call and we'll tell you how to do it. Right now, 70% of all the nation's taxpayers... I want to repeat that. 70% of all the nation's taxpayers are eligible for IRS free file. So the IRS has teamed up with commercial partners of some brand name software. It might be TurboTax or somebody like that. And there's 100 million individuals and families in this country. If your income is $64,000 or less, you're eligible for free brand name software to help you do your tax return. Very interesting. So this isn't good news necessarily for paid professional tax preparers who might be listening, but I'm just going to repeat this one more time. If your income in your family is $64,000 or less, you've got several ways that you can go about getting help to get your tax return prepared for free. IRS.gov, click on the filing tab, and um, 70% of the taxpayers in this country are eligible for this really important service. Now, we've done shows in the past on if you own a small business, some tax tips, and or if you're self-employed. So uh, we'll be happy to get you a copy of that if you'd like to reach out to us. Uh, we're not going to go into detail on that on today's show. But if you are... If you fall into that category and you are not necessarily looking to file until April 18th or you're even looking for more time to really make sure that your taxes are in order and that you're uh, getting all the deductions that you qualify for in in uh, line, you can qualify for an extension. It's a six-month extension, which would carry you out to October 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have to pay uh, and you might have to pay some interest on that um, that you owe the IRS. But if you don't file that extension uh, with an estimate of what your tax return will be, you could face uh, substantial penalties, and you certainly would have to have everything in line and in order by October 18th, even if you do file for that six-month extension. Good. Mm-hmm. Very good information, Pete. Let me remind you, folks, that you're listening to MoneyWise, brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. We are located at 352 Fonts Corner Road, in Dartmouth, just almost across the street from Vanity Fair. And there are many, many things that we can give you without charge, without obligation. So I want to mention two of them. One is called Key Financial Data for 2016, and it comes from a service we subscribe to. And it's very similar to what we have for 2017, which is also free. It's called 2017 Tax Summary. It comes from one of the larger wholesaler companies that we work with. So on these sheets, what it shows is all the tax brackets, married joint, single, married separate, head of household. If you make income, for example, let's say you're um, a single parent and you've got a child living with you, so you qualify for head of household. So, for example, if your income is between 
13,351 to 50,000, you're in the 15% tax bracket. If your income is 50,800 up to 131,000, you're in the 25% tax bracket. And you don't reach the top tax bracket of 39.6% until you make $444,550 a year. So this little sheet tells you what all the tax brackets are. What if you're a married joint? You don't get that top tax bracket of 39.6% unless you make more than $470,000. So not a lot of people in that category. But you might want to know what your tax bracket is. It's more than just that, this sheet. It's a it's a double-sided, very uh, informative sheet that we'll be happy to mail out to you. It in, goes one, in, in one piece of paper, uh, this tells you more information than you'll ever want to know. Your IRA and pension plan limits. Yeah, on, how much can you contribute to an IRA? Uh, deductibility limits, how much, if you make a lot of money, how much can you deduct? Your health care deductions. Gift and estate taxes. Education, uh, it, it, it's, an really, uh, it's a really well-designed piece of paper that we can Yep. There's also a table you. in the back that I think is worth mentioning too, which is a uniform lifetime table. So if you're older than 70 and a half, and I know many people listening to the show are, um, it tells you how you calculate your minimum distribution from your IRA account or your mm-hmm. 401k account. It tells you what your Social Security earnings are um, in terms of when you have to start being concerned about earning money on top of that Social Security amount uh, or the other way around actually is, is better. Lots and lots of good information, and it's free. This is a tax show, but just uh, touching on the Social Security, there's a lot of people that still aren't aware that um, the IRS no longer and Social Security Administration no longer sends out your Social Security benefit statement. They used to do a, mailie, a, right. a yearly uh, mailing. That's something that's uh, done online now. So um, we'll be happy to help you how to uh, show, show you how to get that as well. Yeah, one small modification to that. Um, they did that for about a year and a half. And then they had such pushback from people that weren't um, computer savvy or didn't have computers. So they reinstated the paper filing. So now it's sort of a modification that if you have computers, you can still get the information online. But if you don't have computer statements, you can still get a paper statement. Hmm. Okay. No, that's no information that I wasn't aware of. I had somebody come into the office maybe three months ago who said that they hadn't received a, a paper statement in a couple of years. It's still hard as a devil to uh, figure out, though. So I'd like to tell you that we have assembled for today's show um, 26 items on an agenda. And we've covered three of them. Well, one more <laughs> quick thing. There are uh, there are two other extensions that you could qualify for, and that's if you're living out of the country during the uh, April 18th deadline. Mm-hmm. But most of you, that will not qualify you to have a two-month extension. And then if there's any extreme uh, weather conditions. Mm. So I wouldn't plan on a blizzard delaying your tax return in April. Gee, Uncle Sam, I had an avalanche that covered my home in January, but it's all (laughs) melted now. Can I get an extension? No, seriously, if you have been in a situation where there have been, you know, tornadoes that have devastated communities, you get extensions for that. Or if your home falls into the ocean. Did you see the hotel? Yes. That was on the cliff, and it 
literally disintegrated into the ocean below. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't hear about this. Unbelievable. So if you were living there, I think that'd give you an extension. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I I lost my papers. Somewhere they floated by me. Or if you're in Florida and your home falls into a sinkhole. (laughs) Well, this year, by the way, 153 million individual tax returns will be filed in 2017. And it all comes more or less at the same time, so it's a big job. Uh, four out of five tax returns are going to be prepared electronically. Mm. Why would you want to do that? Faster. It's faster. Yeah. You get your refund faster. Mm-hmm. So if you can e-file and do direct deposit for refunds, that's not only the fastest way, it's the safest way to get your refund where you want it to be. Do you also send in a hard copy or no? Uh, not for the e-file. No, no they don't okay. want the paper. All no. right. And again, we don't do tax preparation in, in uh, USA Wealth Group, um, but we have a lot of tax information, and we're always happy to refer you to somebody. That uh, We work with many wonderful accountants in the area. We're going to take a short break and come back and tell you more about the wonderful pleasure of filing your income tax returns and how you can make more money when you file your tax returns. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. We're talking today about income tax preparation tips because our number one job is to help you do your number one job. And your number one job is to protect your family. And our number one job is to show you how you can protect your family. And whether it's taxes or finances or occasionally we'll have – representatives on from Lance Law, Inc., showing you how to protect your house from nursing home costs and Medicaid issues and so forth. Um, That's what we're really interested in doing. We want to show you how you can do it even better. So give us a call at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858, and uh, Peter Lance or myself, Ray Lance, would be happy to help you. So let's talk some more about taxes. I find taxes to be an interesting subject. And um, do you know why this country was first founded? Taxation without representation. Taxation without representation. On tea? (laughs) So here's a quote for you. I I do remember this one. Do you know how much more we're being taxed now than we were when we were? Well, of course. (laughs) Unrepresented. Here's a quote that I do remember. If you think that Taxation without representation was bad. You should see taxation with representation, <laughs> right? Yeah, we, we were all in up our, we were all up in arms and and wanted to leave uh, England and British rule, and we were being taxed peanuts. <laughs> yeah, maybe we need another Boston Tea Party. That's right. Boy, Boston figured so much in the American Revolution, didn't sure, it? Sure, of course. And didn't you know? That was did the you, start of it. Yes. Did you know, gentlemen? Um, all three of us uh, have had a, um, a history and a career with the Masonic fraternity. Did you know that approximately half of the people who took part in the Boston Tea Party were Masons? Mm, interesting. Isn't it? Very. Because they were activists at the time. They sure. were concerned. Mm-hmm. Now, I have, I have a couple of questions for you because this is something that I've been told. And, and again, full disclosure, I am not uh, a CPA or a tax preparer. Uh, if you improve your home if you own a home and you make improvements to that can you deduct that on your taxes generally not with some exceptions 
So if you're putting a new addition on your house, no, that's it's an addition to the capital cost or the basis, capital cost basis of your house. Um, but under some circumstances, you can get energy credits, and periodically Congress will extend the time for taking energy credits. So if you put in more insulation, better windows, uh, sometimes maybe even a roof if it was insulating and things of that nature, you might be able to do that, uh, now, or solar credits too. And now what about if you're improving upon uh, an existing home without actually building an addition? So in, in other words, if your kitchen hasn't been updated in 30 years and you're updating and remodeling your kitchen yourself, is that something that you can uh, deduct and, and put towards your, your tax return? No, the cost that you've just paid to do some remodeling in your kitchen is not a deductible cost, Peter. Good try. I'm, I'm gener- Good try. Generally buddy. interested. <laughs> I'm sure you are. And I'll tell you, Your Honor, I have energy-efficient uh, appliances now, and I'm not using as much energy. What's he going to say? No. No, the, the whole issue, <laughs> uh, the short answer is no, not for general remodeling. Uh, no, that's not deductible cost. Now, what about uh, just another question, uh, because I know that you are – quite the expert with this uh if you have decided to change uh your career path and i know several people who have decided to become real estate agents or be an insurance agents or something else throughout this past year and they have paid out of their own pocket to become a real estate agent and take the exams and everything else is that anything is your own education that you pay for uh something that you can uh deduct on your taxes or not in some instances, yes, it can be. For example, if you are in a particular career, uh, I'm retired from practicing law, but at the time that I was practicing law, I made the decision to take tax courses at Boston University School of Law and get a tax degree, and that was considered improving myself in the profession that I was working in that was deductible at the time. So I could deduct the cost of taking those additional courses and getting that additional degree. Um, The rules for when you want to change careers and go to an entirely different career are a little bit more complicated, and I would probably want to talk to somebody on a one-on-one basis for that. The same thing is true with the solar credits and the energy credits. And the reason for that is because we had very specific solar bills and energy bills that were passed several years ago, and a lot of people rushed out to put solar panels on their roof and change out windows and things of that nature. Um, but those acts typically had very specific deadlines when they sunset. And then uh, for parts of last year, there were extensions on those. So I'd have to look at the dates on that again. But if you've done any of those kinds of things during 2016, you put solar in or even energy-efficient appliances, you certainly want to ask whoever's preparing your tax return. So that's the bottom line, folks, is that think back. Hopefully you kept receipts on anything that you've done in the past year um, regarding your education, regarding your home, everything in your life, and uh, make sure that you make your tax preparer aware of all those things. We talked about six months ago about um, an exotic dancer who enhanced herself and was able to take a tax deduction on that. Well, she was improving her own business. <laughs> now, my question is a stay-at-home wife who, um, you know, does the no, same no, thing. No, no, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Good try, Pete. <laughs> 
No, no, don't go there. We don't want to, we don't want to go there. We've, we've been in trouble a couple of times the last couple of weeks. I, I was genuinely interested. Yeah. And I do have the actual quotation from Mark Twain when he talked about when your child turns 12, you put him in a barrel and you feed them through the bunghole. This, I have the quotation on my desk. I, it's a real quotation. So, Did you hear back about that? No, I didn't, actually. <laughs> But let's talk about protecting your family. So most tax refunds, if you are entitled to a refund, and especially if you file electronically, you're going to receive in 21 days. And again, except for those people who are filing claiming the earned income tax credit, which we mentioned, or the additional child tax credit, that they won't see refunds until at least mid-February or the end of February. And so the IRS has to hold the entire refund until at least February 15th. So if you're counting on it, those credits are important. Just remember, you may have to wait for a couple of more weeks. Unless you have a very difficult tax return, uh, you really should e-file. Uh, you may need to have some supporting documents, and therefore you have to you know, file regular snail mail. But um, I know that it does take a very long time if you mail it out versus e-file. Mm-hmm. E-filing, you'll get it. You know, They say Uh, 21 days, but it's really faster than that in almost every uh, circumstance. So here's something that's really important. This is, again, one of the most important things we're going to mention today. If you haven't put money into an IRA account in 2016, or if you only put a small amount in and you want to add money to your uh, tax refund, up until April 15th uh, or until tax day, you can still contribute to an IRA account for the calendar year 2016. And now, how does that uh, help you out with your taxes? And I, I, and I know okay. that you talk about this a lot, so I want you to impart that knowledge to the audience because you talk to clients about this all the time as to how to both assist their retirement and offset um, in, a, in a good way their uh, tax return. Because for most people, for many, many people, in fact, for most people listening today, if you have a little bit of extra money and you put it aside into a tax-deductible IRA contribution, and you can do it now all the way up until April uh, 18th, I guess, um, you can take it as a deduction dollar for dollar off your income tax, uh, off, off your income, I should say, not your income tax, but off your income, for 2016. So think about what this does. Number one, it lowers your income tax, or lowers, excuse me, let me correct myself. It lowers your income, which potentially will lower your income tax, but you're also putting aside money for your retirement, and the money that you put into the IRA is going to be accumulating on a tax deferred basis. So it is a true win win. Double win, absolutely. Max out your IRA, and then you can contribute to your IRA right up until tax day. Well, let me give another little wrinkle on that. So occasionally I have somebody say, well, I want to put money in for 2017, but I didn't get a chance to put money in for 2016. We'll say, you can put them both in right now at the same time. And sometimes people will say, well, I'd like to put it into a tax-deferred indexed annuity uh, account and let it accumulate for me. So how do you do that? And I'll say, well, if you're over 50... If you're under 50, you can put $5,500 in. If you're over 50, you can put $6,500 in. It's called a makeup provision. So let's say you're 55 years old and you want to put aside some money into an IRA 
and you didn't do it for 2016 and you also want to do it for 2017, you can do both at the same time. You could put $6,500 aside for 2016, take another $6,500 for 2017, that gives you $13,000, and you can put it into one investment vehicle right now, and it's going to be deductible potentially both in 2016, what you did for the 6500 and then you're going to get the deduction also for 2017 for the other $6,500. i have had clients actually do this. So smart planning it's never too late to put some money into an IRA account um, until you reach 70 and a half. But um, right up until tax day, you can do this. You can do the same thing with Roth IRAs. You won't get a deduction for a Roth, but you can put the money aside. So think about putting money into an IRA. I've had people that said to me, I only had a chance to put $2,000 aside in 2016. Uh, and I'll say, well, you can still put more money aside and lower your tax bill in the process. So think about doing that. Let's talk about some commonly missed tax deductions, Pete. We're on number 10 of 24. Yeah, we've got to move along here because we've got a lot of things we want to talk 26. about. 26. And I said it earlier. I'll give you the address and phone number again. Uh, we do have that uh, double-sided uh, tax summary for 2017 that we'll be happy to get to. But we also... Uh, have all this information that we're discussing uh, regarding contributing to an IRA and commonly missed tax deductions and all kinds of other useful information if you'd like to get a copy of it. Uh, our office is 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth, and the phone number to reach us, 508-998-8858. And the only thing that's certain in life are death and taxes. That's a Ben Franklin quotation. See, I, I forgot to bring my actual quotations I had put aside, so... I'm doing all these from memory, Pete. You are so lucky at home, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about some things that we can uh, deduct. Why don't you tell people how to reach us if they would like one of our free reports? Please. I just gave that information yeah. out. Oh, you did? I was you, you were going through papers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Or, sales... or trying to check into that massive brain of yours and, and dig up the quote that you just gave us. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to recite another poem. <laughs> sales and income tax. A lot of people forget you can deduct sales and income taxes, but you got to itemize your deductions in order to do that. A lot of people won't save their receipts, and it's real important to save receipts because if you save receipts, it might show that you're able to take itemized deductions instead of just taking the standard deductions. You're going to make out better if you can itemize. Medical expenses. You've got to save all of your receipts, and this is hitting a lot of people today. Uh, charitable deductions, charitable donations. If you give something away, clothing and so forth, always get a receipt for it. Mm -hmm. You can come back later and help you on your income tax. How about child care expenses, Pete? Uh, I know that subject all too well. Yes, I know you do, which is why I mentioned it. After school care, um, daycare. Uh, if you are a, a, a family where both pa uh, both parents are working and you're paying uh, child care at some f sort of daycare center, make sure that you keep all those receipts. They should give you something in any event. So if you're a working parent and you have children that spend part of the day with a babysitter or in child care, um, you can claim those expenses as a tax credit. Um, so just keep receipts. It's important to keep track of it all. Here's a question. We talked about charitable contributions. Uh, we had discussed this at one point. If you are looking to go and donate 
clothing or other things um, to a saver is they give you just a blank receipt and they ask you to fill in that information, but that's not going to really hold much water if you do get an audit. So be careful when filling out your own receipts um, for a place like Savers or anything like Good that. Good point. Be as specific as possible. Be prepared. If you go to a place where you're going to donate something, make a list of everything you're giving away before you go there. Take a picture of it. You know, everybody takes so many pictures on their cell phones. Just take a picture of it and make a list. It's, it could help you if you did get audited. Here's a question for you. If and this is this is something again that might pertain to me. I'll bring my tax code next time. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you are a volunteer, for example, uh, there's a lot of people who volunteer their time coaching and coaching year round. If they volunteer that time, is any of their time tax deductible, or is any of the money that they pay, for example, if they're buying? Um, money, uh, uh, spending their own money at the concession stand for every game after a win, um, and they're buying baseball equipment and baseball gear and baseballs. Is any of that tax deductible, or is that all just uh, you know what most people are doing for, which is is out of their, the kindness of their heart? I'm going to give you a general answer on this one, Pete, because I haven't looked at this for a very long time. Number one, the organization that you're donating your time, first of all, is never deductible. Um, you cannot deduct time uh, or the or the value of your time. That's not a deductible item ever. First of all, it has to be a charitable nonprofit organization that you can normally make a contribution to and claim a deduction, i.e., a 501c3 organization. It can't be a Masonic organization, which is a 501c4 organization, where their income is is uh, exempt from income taxes. But you can't make a donation to a regular Masonic Lodge, as an example, and claim a deduction. It's a 501c4. It has to be a 501c3. Now, I know that the Dartmouth Athletic League, or whatever the proper name of it is, is probably a 501c3. So if you're donating property to it, yes, you can do that. But I think, and I'm stretching on this one, so don't quote me unless I can look it up again. I think that if you are donating uh, service time, and you have to use your transportation to get there. I think you might be able to deduct the cost of the transportation. As I talked to a, a, a – But not your time. Your tax preparer about that. And I was just you know, thinking charitable contributions, and I'm thinking of not myself uh, necessarily, but just all of the coaches who put in so many hours year-round coaching all these kids and spending their own time and money. I was just wondering about that. So, for example, what if somebody spends every, uh, two hours and, and they're not doing this – for any kind of a charitable contribution, they're doing it because they genuinely want to help out. No. Uh, somebody who uh, spends two hours every Sunday at a soup kitchen. No, you no. cannot deduct the value of your time for something like that. Okay. Nope. I just was uh, curious about that. Here's a question. I notice here you have uh, different you know, deductions. If you're separated, not officially divorced, but you're separated and are finding you know, yourself uh, – maybe taking care of most of the expenses. What happens in that case? Well, you might do married filings separately. Um, even if you're married and living together as husband and wife, if there's a big disparity in income, um, you need to ask your tax preparer to run the numbers both ways because sometimes you can make out better married separate than married joint. I've heard about that, yeah, so, filing separately. But the only way to really be sure when you're doing that is – the numbers get, put, get entered into the computer. Just run the computer two different ways. 
takes 30 seconds to find Very out. Very interesting. So mm-hmm. it's always worth checking that out. And, as well. and, you, and that's really only if there's a big disparity in the earnings. Is that correct? Or should it be run both usually, ways? Just- usually, or if one person has, you know, well, it's mostly for that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... I feel like I'm being interviewed this morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're doing great. (laughs) Well, listen, I'll be very honest. Uh, Tax, uh, taxes when it relates to financial advising and IRAs and all that kind of stuff. I know, I know that. But when it comes to filing tax returns and deductions and contributions and all the other um, intricacies that you know very well, um, that's why you are being interviewed in a way this week. Well, it's fun. No, I I really do enjoy um, tax issues and tax planning and. Um, there are some sections of the tax code that you just work with more and you know a lot about. Other sections, you really have to look up. It's it's a research book, and so you can't possibly carry all that in your head. And a lot of new information every year, huh? Yep. And, so, I, and I do know that uh, one of the tips that I can give you is to keep a, a journal in your car especially if you're self-employed or if you've been unemployed and are driving around looking for work, uh, document your mileage and document your time driving the vehicle and the expenses on your vehicle um, if you are doing uh, job searches or if you are self-employed. So let's go through some things fairly quickly. Um, If you have children in college and you're paying interest on student loans, that's a deductible expense. If you are paying, so this is sort of related to one of the questions you're asking further. If you're paying for looking for a new job and you have to travel to a place for an interview, you can usually deduct the job cost uh, of the travel up to 2%. Um, But if you're a first-time job seeker, you can only claim moving expenses if your new job is 50 miles or more from your old place of residence. So the rules are tricky. And to go back just to one point, the student loan interest uh, is for yourself as well. Uh, my wife and I still pay our student loans, and we can deduct our student loan interest. Just received my statement the other day. Right. And here's one that goes to your question you're asking about remodeling your kitchen. Although you can't deduct the remodeling costs themselves, you can deduct the sales tax for the building materials. Okay. If you itemize. So, again, make sure you keep the receipts. At least the taxes can be deductible. And mortgage interest, of course, anybody who uh, owns a home and has a mortgage, you do get to uh, deduct the um, interest on the mortgage payments. And energy-saving home improvements, we talked about that a little bit. I didn't have the material in front of me at the time. Um, At least in 2016, you can get a 10% deduction on cost for energy things up to $500, as well as 30% of the cost of certain major upgrades through 2016. But it has to relate to uh, residential energy-efficient items. And another tip with regards to that, ask your – it's probably Eversource. Ask them if they'll do an energy audit, and they'll do it for free and give you a whole bunch of free stuff and tell you how you can improve the uh, energy quality of your home and therefore qualify for more tax deductions possibly. Well, we can't be exhaustive about this today, but gosh – I mean, we can give you some free guides and send you some free information. You can do some of the research yourself, obviously. But uh, remember that if you are one of those people who should have signed up for Obamacare for health insurance and you didn't, there's fines for that. Don't think that Obamacare is going to automatically go away. If you didn't sign up, you could be subjected to fines. They're going to ask questions on your income tax return about that. What happens if you can't pay your tax bill? 
you owe money to the IRS, you can't make a payment. Well, you don't want to hold it back and not file because now you're going to get a separate charge for failure to file. And you'll get penalties and interest on top of that. So file your return even if you can't afford to pay it. They're going to send you a bill fairly quickly, and then you can work out a payment plan to make the payments if you need to. Um, So there are penalties if you file late, so it is important to file on time. Um, That's a a scam uh, alert to be aware of also. You hear commercials all the time saying, if you owe the IRS so much money, call us and we'll uh, negotiate with you. Well, make sure that that company uh, is not predatory and that they're looking out for you and not for themselves. We're going to see a lot more difficulties going forward because the IRS has just announced, it's just been in the news in the last couple of days, that they can no longer handle the collection of taxes the way they would like to. And they're outsourcing and hiring private debt collectors. I'm predicting there's going to be lots of lawsuits about that, that these folks are going to be on a percentage system. They're going to be a lot more aggressive than people have been in the past from the IRS. I don't think that we're going to get to this, but we have information about how to avoid being audited and what happens if you do get audited. Right. And very few people have to worry about that. So, ladies and gentlemen... Thank you for being a part of our show today. It's obviously a very busy topic. We've got some wonderful information on the tax summaries we can give you. Give us a call, 508-998-8858, and take care of your taxes. Thank you for listening.